Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Okay, good morning. Good morning, love. How are you today? I'm good. 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 I got a wonderful email today from, uh, it was from St. Olaf College, and the person's name was uh, Gundar Magnusdottir. (laughs) Are you sure it wasn't Gunnar? Gunnar, maybe it was Gunnar Magnusdottir. Gundar, never heard of. Gunnar is a very famous Norwegian name. Half of Sophie's friends, when she, especially when she was in cross country, I'm not sure. But the, all the boys were like Nels and Gunnar and Hans and Bjorn. Bjorn. She had a Thor. She was running. Yeah, probably Thor. Bjorn Thor. might have been from my growing up. But anyways, uh, yeah, you know, the Norwegians have different names. Yeah, Your name is Norwegian, basically. It is. Eric. It certainly is. Yeah, Eric, it's a Scandinavian <clears throat> and German name. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was Ericsson, so. That's right. There you go. Yeah, so we were destined to be. Where are we now? Yes. Uh, but we were just talking about how we I like to run, you hate to run. Yeah, yeah. You definitely really enjoy running, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't run because I hate it. And I realized yes, that I don't still think I ever will to run. Be. So, you did run for a long time. I did, but you know, even when I was running, you know, I'd hit 30 minutes in the treadmill, and I'd boom, well, I'd turn that sucker right off. You yes, know, I just okay. absolutely despised every minute of it. Oh, okay. So, but. Okay. Well, you walk now. I do walk. And that's, not, you know, that's also <clears> why God gave us cars, I think. No, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's worth a shot. Well, anyways, this whole discussion was started because we were talking about why the lifespan was so long at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And why then God said it was going to be 120 years, and you said it's because... Yeah, so we were talking, uh, you and I were looking at that, um, and so the, the Lord says uh, with the flood, right, after that the flood. my spirit shall not abide in them anymore, the, the length of days shall be 120 years. Yep. And now the question is, you know, the, the way I would read that, it, it seems to me that God from the, the time God makes his judgment to the time God brings the flood would be 120 years. Okay. But others would say that the length of our lives would be 120 years. Yeah, there is that discrepancy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And again, it's because you know, interpreted. The, well, right, but the patriarchs go on to live a little bit longer exactly. than 100, right. <clears throat> excuse me, 120 years after that. We know, so Isaac lived 180. He got mm-hmm. the longest of the patriarchs. patriarchs. Then... Uh, Abraham, I think. Abraham right? lived 175, and Joseph lived, no, Jacob, I'm sorry, Jacob lived 133. Mm-hmm. And ancient Jewish wisdom, you know, they have um, ideas for all of this stuff in their right. midrash and whatever. Anyways, the thought on Abraham, why he didn't get his full 180 of the patriarchs, is because uh, God didn't want him to live to see Esau's departure. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm, and his yeah. rebellion. And then the thought on Jacob is that he got 133. And the reason being is because he kept complaining about his life. He was like, my years have been so difficult. And so God... God's like, all right, already. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't, I didn't know. Well, that. that's not biblical people. That's just that's just what the early rabbis yeah. would would say about this stuff. You know, there's a whole. We've talked before about how much commentary is on the Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, by the rabbis. So yeah, I mean, that's people from have been that. talking about these stories for thousands of years. Right, and it's fascinating stuff. So it it's is. interesting to look at. It's great but stuff. Anyways, but the reason why we're even talking about all this is because we're still on our the whole Bible series, mm-hmm. and today we are hitting what. Today we're hitting the patriarchs. So last week we looked at God's promise with Abraham, God's covenant with Abraham. Mm -hmm. And the big takeaway there is that God uh, changed the way that he was going to deal with the world. He would focus his uh, energy and attention on one couple, Abraham and Sarah. And then through Abraham and Sarah, he would uh, bring a blessing to the entire world. So Abraham and Sarah then become the fulcrum point, the choke point for God's working in the world. Okay. 
Uh, and God made a covenant with Abraham for land, children, and blessing. And as we saw, immediately Abraham put all three of those at risk. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the, the promise of land. He said to Lot, hey, you know, you choose whatever you want. I'll take what's left over. Okay. Right? Uh, children, you know, there was, of course, the, the issue where they weren't having kids. And so God, mm-hmm. Abraham said, well, Lord, I tell you what, why don't we adopt, you know, my mm-hmm. servant? Or, yep. well, why don't I, you know, have a child with my, my wife's mm-hmm. uh, servant? Right. Um, and then with the blessing, when God finally did give him a child, Isaac, immediately uh, God asked for that child back, which right. was a real testing of faith. Mm-hmm. And that's how God knew that, uh, that his covenant with Abraham would, would stand, okay. is that Abraham's faith had been proven by this testing and adversity. Mm-hmm. So land, children, blessing. And so we ended up uh, at the very end with God, you know, exulting, now I know that, uh, that, uh, that you will be mine. Um, that through you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, in what follows, we have to ask ourselves, really, through these people? <laughs> <laughs> it is quite a story. It is quite a story. and that's, Actually, uh, people have been telling me that when they're reading along with your chosen. Oh, that was the David story. They're reading David. along with you in the David, yeah. and they're like, oh my goodness, there's so much going on with this random craziness, family well, craziness. Well, there is, because you know, we all we kind of know the highlights, mm-hmm. right? But it's yep. you know, so like from, from hill to hill, from highlight to highlight. Mm-hmm. But it's the stuff that happens in the valley, which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and that's the stuff that uh, that tends to get overlooked most mm-hmm. times. So, for example, like, you know, in my uh, my sermon last Sunday, I was talking about this blood feud between Abner oh and Joab. My goodness, that was and, so in- intricate. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I want people to understand, yeah. right, that in addition to God's promise, there's all of this craziness going on behind the scenes, okay. uh, which we can kind of relate to today. Mm-hmm. You know, personal animosity between uh, people, political maneuvering, opportunists, oh like it all comes up. Right. So people get it. But to get back to the patriarchs. Okay. So God makes a promise to Abraham. Uh, and then, you know, God gives him the son Isaac. And uh, because uh, because I, because Abraham is tested, we know that Isaac is indeed the one. Uh, and poor Isaac has a rough life to him. I mean, he really does. Uh, but Isaac, uh, in his old age, in his years, uh, Isaac gets ready then to pass the family blessing down to one of his two boys. So he's got two right. boys. Well, so first, let me just remark mm-hmm. that it's interesting that both Ishmael and Isaac bury Abraham. I always found that kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, Ishmael comes that. back. Yeah. But anyways, that's for another time. But um, oh. Isaac, I just wanted to point out also that Isaac, you know, again, this promise is for children, children, children. They're going to be numerous blessing. Right. We talked about how Abraham waited 25 years. Isaac got married at 40, and then they had their first, they had their twins at 60. Wow. He was 60. So he also had to wait 20. We right. don't think about that much. But this blessing was super long in coming. Yeah, I never thought about yeah. that. This is why we keep you around. I know. Well, I, I feel know. like I can't, since I can't even go to your class, mm-hmm. I have to provide something. I don't even know what we're talking about each time we get on here, but now I do. Well, you're, okay. Yeah, Here you're, we go. For winging it, you're doing pretty good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Uh, so in Genesis 27, mm-hmm. so God, uh, you know, uh, Isaac is ready now to pass along the family blessing. He's got the two boys, Jacob and Esau. Okay, the twins. Uh, the, the twins. And um, Esau is dad's favorite, and Jacob is the mama's boy. Yep. And so... Isaac says to his older son Esau, you know what, son, get ready because I'm about to give you the blessing. Why don't you go out, get me some nice venison, mm-hmm. come back and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you the blessing. Yep. Uh, his wife, Rebecca, overhears this and she immediately schemes and conspires with her favorite, uh, Jacob, mm-hmm. to steal the blessing from, uh, from her own brother. Right. From her own son. Right, from, yeah. From his own his brother. His brother, from her, her son. Her own son. Correct. Right. 
So the two of them scheme this thing. You know, she makes a nice dinner. Uh, Esau is hairier. You mm-hmm. wonder how hairy this guy was. But So they put goat skins on his neck. And you must like have been that. very hairy. Well, one very hairy dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, you know, circa 1980s disco. Type okay. Hairy. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. You know, how deep is your love? Okay, kind of okay. Yeah. Let's keep carry yeah, okay. on with Esau. Anyways, maybe a nice little gold medallion. Oh, you know. Okay. All right. Uh, so anyways, the, the, the two of them uh, conspire. And, you know, poor, poor um, Isaac, who's old. Uh, yeah. By this point, he's almost blind yep. because he can't see very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he he knows something's up because he's like, hmm, the voice sounds like Isaac, but he's saying he's Esau. And then let the me smell you know, or something. And then he says, let me let me touch you. Yeah. Okay, well, he's not smooth like Jacob. Yeah. He's hairy like Esau. <laughs> and then he says, well, you know, lean in and kiss me, boy. And so he you know, leans in and he says, oh, well, the smell. The smell. I like knew it. there was a smell. Uh, and this is this is a line I like. <laughs> and he said to us, this is a uh, Genesis 27 verse 26. Then his father Isaac said to him, come near and, and kiss me, my son. Because again, he's kind of, mm-hmm. hmm, what's going on? So uh, he, Jacob, came near and kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, the smell of my son. I mean, have you ever in your life said that? Well, yes, because I have to walk into the locker room sometimes. Like the, when we decorate the football locker room, it smells so horrible up there at the high school. And basically our little mud room smells like that too because we got all these boys. Yes, yeah. I have said that. Yeah, but like Not, in, not praisingly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and that, yes. That's what gets yes. me. Is, you, know, you and I have said that any number of times, so not like this. He's like, ah, the smell of my soul. Yes. But he does call it the smell of a field. Okay, that's that the true. Lord has blessed. So yeah. it's obviously a blessing. Yeah, okay. It's positive. It's yeah. a positive smell in this case. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. But, uh, but that's what convinces him, oddly okay. enough, right? The, the smell of his son is I what know. convinces him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, so uh, Isaac gives the blessing to Jacob. Um, and once giving, it can't, once given, it can't be taken back. It can't be taken back. And so, you know, uh, Jacob leaves the scene. And you almost get it the sense of like, you know, Jacob leaves out the back door. Isaac comes in the, Esau comes in the front door. And Esau is heartbroken. Mm. And he says, bless me, bless me, father. Why can't you bless me? Mm-hmm. And Isaac says, it's too late. You know, I've given away my blessing and he shall be blessed. Uh, and that was the way these things worked uh, in the ancient world was that a word once spoken can't be taken back. Just like a, an arrow fired from a bow or a bullet fired mm-hmm. from a gun. You know, once it leaves, you, you, you can't okay. put it back. It's too late. Okay. Uh, and so poor Isaac, you know, no. I mean, he's... No, poor Esau. Uh, oh, and poor, poor Isaac. Poor Isaac. Poor both, right? yes, I mean, okay. You know, here's, poor he, Isaac, He's yes. the second of the patriarchs. Uh-huh. His own dad tried to kill him, yeah. right? Yeah. His own dad tried to kill him. Well, his, that's pushing it a little sacrifice far. Him. His right. own dad was willing to follow God's okay. will. Thank I like you. my way better. He wasn't but, okay. tried to kill him. He Okay, let's go. All right, anyway. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so he had issues with his own father. Okay, okay. yes, much better. Thank you. Uh, his, uh, you know, his wife swindled him. Uh, his younger son took advantage of his age and his blindness yep. to steal the blessing from him, mm-hmm. to take from him the only thing he's got left, which is this blessing. And now his own wife and his kid have conspired to steal it from him. Yeah. Know? Well, and also not only just the blessing. I mean, what was important in that culture, of course, was um, that the firstborn son get the birthright. Yeah. And he got that swindled away from him, too. Yeah. And so the birthright. It was the birthright know, and the blessing. So the, the firstborn would get a double share of the inheritance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so upon Isaac's death, his material possessions would be divided into thirds. Mm-hmm. Esau would get two thirds, two portions. And uh, Isaac would get one third. No, no. Jacob and Esau. I'm sorry. Did I? Yes. Yeah, well, you said Esau. I don't know who you said, yeah. but Jacob would get two-thirds. Esau would get one-third. Well, Esau was supposed to get two-thirds because he was the older one, but then Jacob swindled oh, him. Oh, I'm the sorry. Yes. Pottage, oh, gosh. Right? These, yeah. <laughs> see how confusing these stories yeah. are? I'm just messing everything up. Okay. So my big point yes. is 
What kind of family is what this? What kind of family right. is this? God has promised that through Abraham and through his descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And you're thinking, through these people? And you it know? only gets more juicy. It only gets worse, right? So that was Isaac. So uh, so that's Isaac. Jacob, who now has the blessing, is literally has to run for his life yep. because his brother wants to kill him. And so uh, he's running for his life. And uh, the, he, he goes to the town of Bethel, goes to a place which later is called Bethel. Uh, and there he has a vision of God, and the Lord appears to him. And this is Genesis 28, verse 13. So he has a vision of a, mm-hmm. a ladder, a staircase descending to heaven. And the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord. I am the God of Abraham, your father, the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I shall give to you and to your offspring. And your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south. And in you and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So now God has given the covenant mm. uh, onto Jacob. Okay. So even though Jacob has swindled and deceived it, God confirms mm-hmm. his promise, not because of what Jacob has done, mm-hmm. but because of what God promised to Abraham. So God has confirmed his promise. Okay. But Jacob negotiates and he says, well, you know, that's nice, God. But I tell you what, uh, this is verse... Um, Verse 20. 20. Uh, if God will be with me and will keep me in the way I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing <laughs> to wear so that I come to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. Yep. So he's, you know, it's like, ah, let's see what see if you let's hold see it how this the goes. Yep. So uh, poor um, Jacob has to run for his life. He mm-hmm. goes to his uncle Laban, who turns out to be an even bigger cheat and swindler yeah, they're, than he they're is. They're a good match for each other. They're a very good match. Mm-hmm. So you know, this story. is kind of his, his humbling Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just one line that I always love. Oh, let me guess. Mm-hmm. Let me guess. He worked for her for seven yeah. years, but to him, it th- read it. Yes, I know I what you're going to say. So this is Genesis 29. <laughs> uh, so Laban has two daughters, Rachel and Leah. Uh, and Jacob immediately falls madly in love uh, with Rachel. Um, the younger. Yep. And so uh, Jacob, this is uh, ch- twenty-nine, chapter 29, verse 18. Jacob loved Rachel and he said, I will serve you seven years for your youngest daughter, uh, Rachel. Laban said, well, it's better I give her to you than I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. Mm, you're such a nice? romantic. I know, I love that. Yeah, it's your favorite verse almost. It is. I One love that them. verse. Okay. But, you know, but Laban has other things up his sleeve. He and sure so does. the wedding day comes. Uh, they, uh, you know, they, they have a nice feast, get a little bit too much to drink. And in the darkness of the tent, Laban switches daughters. Yep. And next thing he wakes up and it says, and there was Leah. Yep. Right. So he's just been swindled. Yeah. It's a pretty big so, swindle right there. Yeah. You wonder how much he had to drink. You know what I mean? Well, that, that seems to, I think that is, we've talked before on the podcast about, you know, the difference between wine being given by God as a merrymaking thing, as it says, mm-hmm. right. Versus becoming drunk, because this is the second time in the Bible where drunkenness has, oh, has definitely messed people up, right? Yeah. We've got uh, Noah, and, Noah his sons, and his sons, and you talked about that in class, and then now we've got this. So we don't know exactly what happened there, but obviously that's the warning against that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, what kind of family is this where, yeah. you know, the own father-in-law, so he's, and he, gives away his, he gives away the one daughter uh, at the wedding, and then that night, he substitutes the other daughter mm-hmm. for her. And he's like, whoops, well, I guess you got to marry them both now. Yep, now you like, got both of them. What kind of family is this? Yep. Uh, and so that that's kind of the start of it. And so the two sisters are married to the same man. You can imagine all the jealousy that that, that Sister wives, up. the original. Um, and so the two of them go into an arms race, seeing you know who can have the most boys, the most sons. 
Uh, and it gets crazy. This is chapter 30, verse 8. Uh, and so, you know, Rachel's servant, so you get the, the, the servants involved, Rachel's servant, she gives her to Jacob. Uh, she conceived and bore Jacob a son, and Rachel said, With mighty wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister and have prevailed. And I have won. And so she called his name Naphtali, which means I have won. Yes. So it's just a sign of how much dysfunction there was in well, this family. Well, actually, yes. And I remember, remember when we took a Hebrew from Vicki Hoffer at Yale? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I wrote a, I wrote a paper on this, um, on this chapter called Cosmic Name Calling. And because every single one of these names means something. And it's like both to get back. It's like, now he'll love me. Like one right. of the names means now he'll love me. Or yes, now I've won against my sister. Um, it's just phenomenal how it goes, the back and forth here. Yeah. And again, these uh, these 12 boys become the 12 tribes of yep. Israel. Mm-hmm. Right? These are the 12 tribes. And this yep. is the story of how they came to be. Yep. My favorite is in verse 14. So in the days of the wheat harvest, Reuben, one of the sons, went and he found mandrakes in the field. Now mm-hmm. mandrakes were considered an aphrodisiac. Uh, so he found mandrakes in the field. He brought them to his mother, Leah. And Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah said to her, what, it's a small matter? You've taken my husband? Right. Would you take away my son's mandrakes as well? Rachel said, well, he can lie with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. <laughs> so Jacob came from the He's field. He's like a pawn, Jacob. So it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So Jacob came from the field in the evening. Leah went out to meet him and said, you must come in to me because I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. Right? Mine says, you must sleep with me. Yeah. I have hired you I mean, with my so, son's you know, mandrakes. It, and again, like what kind of crazy family yep. is this, right? Uh, there you go. And this is, I mean, this is like, you know, Maury Povich or something mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the craziest old, yeah. reality TV yeah, show you can think exactly. of, you know. Uh, but the, like these are, these are our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, as someone mentioned after class, I can't remember who it was. They said, you know, the, the fact that we tell these stories about our, our ancestors and faith is one of the evidences yes. of, that this is true. Because who would make this stuff up? Absolutely. You know, if you're going to make up a story, you're not, you would not tell the story about your family. Right. And, and actually, that's true all throughout. I mean, the, the, the worst characteristics are not hidden as they would be, um, you know, if, if you were trying to write a good you know, a family story. But they're actually brought out. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the worst of the worst is brought out and highlighted in the Bible. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. So this goes on for years, uh, and you know Jacob is like swapped back and forth yep. between these four women, and then finally they have twelve sons. They have Jacob uh, gets gets his revenge on Laban by out swindling the swindler, and then he has to run for his life again. So now he runs back home, uh, and at that's at, at the lowest point of his life when he's caught between Esau, his brother, ahead of him, and Laban, his father-in-law, behind him. He's got no place to go. Yep. Finally. Finally, 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 Jacob comes to God. And this is the famous story of Jacob wrestling with Mm -hmm, the angel. mm -hmm. So Jacob wrestles with the angel of the Lord all night long. Um, And as the the dawn is breaking, the angel simply touches his hip and it's wrenched out of joint, which is a sign to us that, you know, it's not like the angel was ever really going to lose, that it was God, it was Jacob who was wrestling with the angel, not Mm -hmm. the other way around. Right. Uh, And then as a result, he's renamed and he's called Israel, Mm -hmm. which means... Uh, wrestles with God mm-hmm. or strive mm-hmm. or strives mm-hmm. with God mm-hmm. and, you know what kind of man is this I mean this is one of our patriarchs mm-hmm. uh, and God had to literally wrestle him into submission before finally finally Jacob uh, would relent and call the Lord his God mm-hmm. and what kind of man is this yeah. uh, especially in contrast to uh, Muslims you know the word for the word Muslim mm-hmm. means submission one who submits or, right yeah does or Muslim one, or Islam do they both mean that yeah so they're, they're both related Islam yeah, means yeah. submission yeah and Muslim is one, one who's who, oh, perfect yeah right mm-hmm. 
and, and so this is the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than submitting to God, you wrestle with Him. Right. And you know, what kind of people are these God has chosen? Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, he's home with his 12 boys, uh, and the next generation, the 12 sons, aren't any better. Nope. Now, we're not going to go through that in nearly as much detail. It's a great story, but it takes up a lot of space. Yeah, it does. We can't get into all that because we still have to do um, Joseph, right? Are we doing yeah, Joseph Well, that's we're doing Joseph real quick. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, we don't have to do it real quick. but. Um, and so, uh, so this next generation, he's got 12 boys. Okay. Uh, and again, he makes the same mistake, just as his mother did with him. He, he has a favorite. Mm-hmm. And so he gives him a coat of many colors. Yep. The amazing Technicolor dream coat. Which you've been singing all morning. I have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and probably the better translation would be a coat with long sleeves. <laughs> uh, and the idea is that if you have long sleeves, you can't do physical labor. Oh, never you, knew this. You can't do manual labor. Okay. So it's it's by having this, uh, it's kind of like, you know, the English aristocracy used to wear white gloves yep. because you can't dirty Got it. your hands. So it your shows hands. you you're just like there a little couch sloth guy. So the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, so he's the youngest boy, and again, there's this theme that, that God favors the youngest, mm-hmm. you know? uh, and so God gives him this this gift of interpreting the dreams, which really irritates his brothers. And yep. so, well, it would. They, yeah. His interpretations were pretty bad, but yeah. yeah. So one day he comes out to him. This is verse thirty-seven. Okay. And the boys, uh, chapter th- chapter thirty-seven, verse eighteen. They saw him, Joseph, from afar. Mm-hmm. Before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. And they said, here comes that dreamer. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Mm-hmm. Then we will see a fierce animal has devoured him and we'll see what will become of his dreams. And again, what kind of family is this? Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to have a little sibling rivalry, right. you know, to have the boys yep. get mad at each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. To kill each other. Or to wrestle in the living room for oh, yeah. till death almost. But yes, to actually yeah. go through it. To yes. actually go through it. Mm-hmm. Verse 21, but when Reuben heard it, he rescued him out of their hands saying, let's not take his life. <laughs> Thank you, Reuben. Let's say, shed no blood. Let's just throw him into this pit. Let's just step up, mm-hmm. right? And then when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore. They threw him in the pit. The pit was empty. There was no water. And then they sat down to eat yep, like they, they have a little pic- picnic lunch mm-hmm. while their brother's calling out from the pit. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. And so they sell their brother into slavery. And mm-hmm. again, you know, what kind of family is this? Yep. That would sell their youngest brother into slavery. And there he languishes for either 14 to 20 years, I can't remember which, yeah. um, as a servant and then as a prisoner uh, and then as a servant of, of uh, Pharaoh and mm-hmm. then finally as like the viceroy or the right. vice regent over Egypt. Uh, and his family stands before him. Uh, humble for their lives, looking for food, and he kind of toys with them like a cat and mouse. It's a game. great story. But finally, verse uh, chapter forty-five. Finally, it all comes out. So, chapter forty-five, verse four. Joseph said to his brothers, "Come near to me, please." They came near. He said, "I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. Now, do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me ahead of you mm-hmm. to preserve life." Amen. Uh, for the famine has been severe in the land, and there's yet five more years. And, you know, through me, God will bless not only you, but all the people round about. And so it's a concrete illustration of how through you and through your descendants shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that through Joseph, all the people in that area are going to be fed because of his ability to, to interpret dreams. And so that's kind of the answer to our question. You know, what kind of family is this? Well, it's not because of how good they are or anything they do but because God chose them. Mm-hmm. Because God chose Abraham. He's faithful to his promise. He's faithful to his covenant. 
to work through these people, no matter how hard they try to get things to go sideways. Mm-hmm. And and also that we can end with it. You know, the famous line of the Joseph story is how God, you know, despite our own failings and our actions and our, even our own evil, he always redeems it. So, you know, the line is Joseph says to his brothers, you know, you intended this for evil, but God intended it for good. That's right. And it was. And he preserved the family, right? And they carry on to the next they carry on. Set of, and well, so, you know, as, as Genesis closes, it's a happy ending to the story. Uh, they're all, you know, um, they're all gathered together again in Egypt and mm-hmm. they're living the good life in Egypt yep. uh, as the story closes. And then as the sun rises on the book of Exodus, it's a different story altogether. Okay. And is that where we'll be next week? That's where we will be next week. Okay, good. Well, that was good. Yeah, okay, that's fun. fun. It's a good book. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, the Bible's a, a great, great story and I'm really excited to... Uh, be going through it at a pretty good clip like this because it's a very quick clip it is but it's you know it kind of hits the highlights yeah and i I like people to uh yeah you can't get it into the weeds on everything no no you can't but i I like people to get the story in their heads because it's just a great story Mm -hmm. good great story okay until the exodus see you then